0: So I'm hopping on here quickly to ask you how are you doing and like I mentioned in the post not just on the surface but really inside deeply how are you doing we're so used in a in our society and you know how many times you ask people how are you doing they say yeah fine I'm good how are you But well, it's like this automatic response that we just give out because that's what's expected that's what everybody does But to be honest, how many of us often say, I'm fine, thanks, and actually don't mean it. So, today's Tuesday, and every once in a while I'll pop in for a Truth Tuesday, or Tuesday Truth. And I want you today, again, to make that commitment to yourself, that you will be honest with yourself. And I I get it, you don't want to be talking about your feelings and emotions and things that you're struggling with to everyone out there in the street or everyone, you know, at the store, but at some point you have to be honest with yourself so you can tackle those things. And it is okay to not be okay. And I even posted in posted it in the in my description here. I'll be the first to admit that I am not okay, and that is okay, right? And I am not okay for many things. There are some things going on with my health, with my family, but also just some of the things that happened recently that, you know, for this whole, um, this whole ordeal, you know, call it quarantine, virus, pandemic, whatever you want to call it, for this whole ordeal, uh, it's been hard. It's been hard. Managing my own needs and my kids needs from home all the time and not having the support that we used to have before and All of that been a lot. It's been a lot it's impacting me and I am not okay So I you know, I would admit that that some days are harder and harder than others and um, And there's no shame in that. There's no shame in saying that. Oh, yeah There's certain things that are just difficult right now, you know, and and I think even just owning that gives Gives us that control back because when we feel overwhelmed, when we feel um, like too many things happening and we're stressed out and we're frustrated, whatever the feelings it, it is for you, often there's that loss of control that comes with it, right? Think about it when you're stressed out, stressed out because often it's because you feel like there's nothing you can do to change the situation. There's not, Even when you feel anxious, it's like, oh, this is so much. I can't take care of this. I can't figure it out. I can't whatever, you know, is you fill in the blank. And it's often that feeling of loss of control that that creates that, um, that makes us feel unsettled if you want, you know, whether it's, you know, with, with frustration or feeling with, like I said, with anxiety or stress, a lot of time there's that fear or that um Fear of losing that control or even feeling like we lost control and not having, and that is huge. So, with you know everything happening, we're all feeling like we lost control, right? We lost control of our time, even control of how we, um, maybe not our time as you know, you time on the clock per se, but how you spend your time. Um, I used to have you know somewhat of a routine that worked well for my family, you know, having the kids going to school I do this I do that and then I have I feel more refreshed after they come back because you know I have taken care of myself and you know having that alone time be able to go to the office and work and home was more of my sanctuary and now it's like everything just mushed together right there's everything happens at home the doctor's appointments the my kids therapy therapy sessions you know my work my you know everything you know my own doctor's appointments some of them happen you know from home so just like the, the sanctity of, if you want, of my home is somewhat lost and that, it, no, it, it, that's starting to bother me. It's starting to bother me that my home doesn't feel like my home anymore. It feels like everything, like the doctor's office. It feels like everything, but my home, because again, I kind of lost that, you know, lost that, um, maybe not control of my home, but lost how, you know, I, I don't, I don't have control how I use my whole space anymore. If that makes sense because everything is here, you know? And although my kids always had schoolwork, right? We did schoolwork every once in a while, you know, homework and that needs to be done, but I was never their teacher. So my house now is also a school classroom. I just like, oh, that's just one more thing that got added to the list. Oh, and that's taken away from the sense of control that I had over my time, over my space. And yes, it's bothering me, <laughs> you know, it's bothering me. Uh, and, but other things that have been bothering me a lot is, um. You know maybe not bothering but affecting me it's seeing how it's, it's it's just how many people are hurting yes the work that i do um you know it, it exposes me if you want you know to a lot of things you know and i i am no stranger to pain and grief and losses and you know abuse and neglect and all of the things that are sometimes difficult for people to talk with anybody else You know, I get, I get invited if you want into those sacred moments and sacred conversations and I do not take that lightly. But also, at the same time is like before like I mentioned, I could do the, my work and have the time to decompress without the kids and then you know be able to be fully present for them and now everything just all mushed up together right it's like i don't I don't have that distinction, that clear separation if you want, and I need that you know i I thrive um in some kind of order, you know and i i and right now, I feel like a lot of my order if you want a lot of my routines being taken and it's and, and it's bothering me um can i adapt? yes i'm adapting right i wouldn't be here if i'm not if i'm not adapting i am adapting but it's still okay to say that this is bothering me that this is affecting me and the longer this goes yes as much as you know i was talking with another friend earlier um that you know even for those of us who you know do some of the do things like professionally to help others it's still not the same when you have to do it for your own family right it's not the same when you have to wear so many hats at once at home and not having those clear boundaries so yes, I'm not okay, <laughs> and it's okay uh, but so in this in the midst of all of this of all those things that I cannot control right I cannot right now we got an email it was yesterday, I think or it was Sunday I can't remember, and again that's one more thing right all the days kind of run together it doesn't matter if it's Sunday or Monday or or Friday for that matter. All the days are the same. Um, But we recently got an email from our school district um about not like holding on to all the material holding on to the kids books holding on to their ipads for the summer and that you know we they'll connect with us when school reopened. i'm like okay that's not a good sign uh and i know some there been some you know rumors already going out about that you know we don't know what's going to happen in the fall for our kids but even that email just another reminder I'm like oh my goodness this will my you know, all the things are reopening, you know, you know, again, it's all this face opening and all of that. Um, but there's still going to be a lot of changes that we've been dealing with. There might not even go away anytime soon. So... For us, although my kids are ending school on Friday, this coming Friday, my boys, it feels like summer started back March 13th, I believe. So, or you know, our summer was already supposed to be extended because of some construction and all of that. The school district was planning on ending this school year on May 22nd and then starting the following year um, on September 7th. But now with all of this, we started a summer, it feels like we started a summer break, although it was not summer per se, on March 13th. So it was summer in the sense that the kids were not physically going to school, but it wasn't summer because we still have all this schoolwork to do at home while we try to manage their needs, you know, emotional and physical needs and my own emotional and physical needs and then trying to work from home and it's just like, I worked from home for years, but I had a routine. The kids were not here all the time, and even when they were here, I had were able to get people to you know help with you no know, help with them, um so that they were attended for, and I could you know focus on what I needed to do as well, and when that was needed, and right now we don't have that. So yes, I am not okay, and I'm gonna keep repeating that because I want you to be comfortable saying that, even as pa- especially as parents, it's so easy. Our kids feed off of our energy. They feed off off of our stress, and when we try to suffocate our, our stress and pretend that we're okay, we make matters worse, right? You might be you know, short and being irritable and you know, snapping at everybody in your home and even at work you know, when you're doing all those calls and Zoom calls and whatever however it is that you're connecting with your work. And all of that doesn't help you or help the people around you. But if you can just admit, like, you know, I'm not okay, I'm struggling, or I'm overwhelmed, or I'm stressed out, or I'm anxious, whatever it is, give yourself permission to acknowledge, to be truthful to yourself. So my challenge to you today on this this Truthful Tuesday is be honest with yourself. You don't have to tell me, you don't have to tell the world, but start with you. Start with yourself and saying, okay, how am I really feeling right now? How am I really feeling? And then, if 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 your feelings and your emotions been impacting others, you know, in your life, you know, your loved one will live with you. I really encourage you to take a step further and talk about it with them. You don't have to go into details, you know. Your kids don't have to know all the details of what you're feeling, but it's okay to say, you know, it's so that right now, you know, it's, you're struggling. Right now, you're overwhelmed. Not only that helps your kids also um, feel like you know they're human, right? <laughs> because we don't realize when we're always putting up a front. And being like you know, super mom, super dad, super uncle, who are, you know, super man and super woman, we are not only uh, send, you know, not only making things harder for ourselves because we're you know, not being honest with ourselves, but we're also sending this message that is confusing and also can be um, can actually do your children and people around you a disservice. Because if you're sent, if you're always trying to be, you know, superman, superwoman, you're sending this message to people who are looking up to you, whether it's your kids, your people, your staff, people that you know that you have influence or influence over. Um, it tells them that it's not okay for them to let their guards down. It's not okay for them to feel a certain way. It's not okay for them to be overwhelmed. And you even find that you know people when they feel overwhelmed or sad or frustrated, they avoid you, and you're like, well, I'm here. I can listen. Well, maybe you're saying with your mouth that you can listen. Maybe you're saying, you know, you are putting messages that we have an open-door policy. But then in your own behavior, you're setting up this wall or this expectation that it's not okay to feel. It's not okay to, you know, be weak, in a, you know, per se. It's not okay to, you know, to feel, to have a moment of weakness. So for you, for your sake and the sake of people who depend on you, take that moment. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself. And then you can deal with it, right? Like right now that I say, I'm not okay because of so many things that are out of my control and it's impacting me. And, but I, the, I might not be able to change those situations, but I can still work on how I'm, I'm, how I'm dealing with it and you know, how I'm, I'm interpreting those you know, situations and reframing them. And, you know, and all, by all means how I'm also, you know, what I need to do, take care of myself in this moment. Because, again, at the end of the day, that's all I can control. Right, that's all I can control. So, it's step further. So after, like, being honest with yourself, you know, owning up to your feelings, talking about it with the people who matter, the people who are affected by it. But also, don't wait, <laughs> don't wait. And you might say, okay, you should wait for what? Here's what. Here's what I'm noticing. And part of the part of the reason why I'm not okay with, you know, some of the things that are happening and how it's impacting me. It's that. I'm hearing stories after stories where people are waiting until they hit rock bottom to seek help. People are waiting until it's too late. This week alone, this week alone, the past, well, today's Tuesday, right? So in the past, um, I'm not this calendar week, but in the past like seven days, I will say, I've heard of two people who died by suicide. And if you know me and you follow me, you know that that's something that's close to dear to my heart. Grace and Hope Consulting was, you know, started, originated because we wanted to do our part in preventing suicide. So every time I hear that someone died by suicide, it doesn't matter if the person knew me or I knew them. For me, it's one life that was lost unnecessarily. And that that just bothers me. So, and, and, and it doesn't matter who the person is. Like The two people, you know, that I who died by suicide in the past seven days, one was a 12 year old and one was, you know, a uh, middle aged man. So it's not an age thing. And like the 12 year old was doing, you know, what I found about it, in the past five days or so, but he hadn't, he didn't have any signs of being depressed. So don't always wait until like people are, like I say, you're reaching rock bottom to seek help. Don't, don't feel like, oh no, I'm okay. I got this, I, you know, I'm fine. Honestly, prevention is the best medicine. I'll say that again. Prevention is the best medicine. Not just for your physical health, but if more so for your emotional and mental wellness. It's important not to wait. You don't have to see a therapist or a counselor because your life is falling apart. Yes, when you get to that point, I, I, you know see a therapist. But just like even with physical health. If you start having symptoms of, you know, uh, heart problems, you're not going to wait until the day you have a heart attack to actually, you know, go to the hospital. I mean, by all means, again, if you're having a heart attack, you know, you call 911, go to the hospital. But just think about how much you could have prevent, you know, what you could have done to prevent it to get to that point. And maybe, you know, but that, at that point, there's so much damage that's already done to your body. And it's not that those damage are reversible, but it takes more time now to work for that damage, to heal from that da- the damage, when you could have prevented some of those things from happening. So I really, really, really encourage you, don't wait until it's too late. Right, right now you can wait to get a haircut because your fingers closed, right? Yeah, don't. <laughs> Don't mind my hair, right? You know, you can wait until, I don't know, you know, something like right now with landlords they are giving you, you know, your grace period, you can wait, you don't have to pay right now, then nobody's going to be evicting anyone right now because of, you know, late rent payment. That you can wait, you know, if the money's not there. But your wellness, please, please do not wait. And I've said this many times and I'll say it again. I do not tell you to not wait because I want you to call me. If you want to call me and work with me, Great. But again, it's not about working with me, it's about saving your life. The people who who died, who I learned that died in the past you know, five days or so, they're not people who connected to me. But their lives don't matter. Their lives don't matter. And I'm gonna post, when I'm done here, I'm gonna post the link to the crisis call. You can call that phone number or even text, it's also a text number, uh, number that you can text and just chat because see, I'm overwhelmed, I just need someone to talk to you're allowed to do that and right now whether you have insurance or no insurance or money to pay for a session those free those hotlines are free and it gets you started to having a place to you know get those feelings out and that it so it doesn't get to the point where you feel like you have no choice right nobody dies by suicide because they want to die that's the misconception that we have that and we have And I'm gonna say it again. Nobody dies by suicide because they want to die. People die by suicide because they feel like there's no way out. And that's a big lie. There is a way out, out of the depression, right? Not out of life. We still want you here. There's so much life for you to experience. And there's so much help available out there. And if you need help finding resources in your area, resources, free resources to reach in your community or online, let us know. We do that all the time. <laughs> we do that all the time. Connecting people, connecting people to resources. And like I said, it's not about getting a novel client for us. No, that's not, yes, we're here to serve. Yes, we're here to help. Yes, we're here, to, you know, we run a business. But at the end of the day, your life matters to us than any check or, you know, check or cash that you can ever pay. There's no, there's no price to your life. Your life is priceless. So for that reason alone, I don't want you to wait until you feel like you have no over choice. I don't want you to wait until you can't function anymore. And I can't tell you how those just those stories break my heart. They honestly they break my it just it breaks my heart. So even what as I mentioned, I am not okay, and that's okay. I'm doing things about doing something about it. I'm a counselor who also see, has a, sees a counselor. I honestly, I've not seen a counselor for years. But once we start going through this, I was managing okay, and then it's like, okay, I need to take care of myself. Keep myself, you know, give myself the support that I need. Yes, I start seeing a counselor again. And my family, even as if my kids you know, everybody here gets some kind of help. And then, you know, we also have every Friday, we have a family session with a family therapist. Because you don't, and although I'm fine, I'm running my business, I'm supporting people, but I don't want to get to the point where I can't function anymore in order to get help. I want to make sure that I'm getting the help now so that I can continue to function, so I can continue to be there for my kids, so I can continue to support my clients. And honestly, for God's sake, so I can continue to be here. Why, and those of you, I'll I post. I um, those of you just so now knowing me probably don't know my story. And there's a Facebook, there's uh, there's a YouTube video I did, I don't know three years ago, sharing about my mental health story, how I even became a counselor, why I became a counselor, why I started helping people with the mental health. It's because I've been there. And although, you know, on paper, you know, my, my symptoms and my diagnosis are in remission. Yes, mental health you know, diagnosis, diagnosis can also be just like cancer. Just like people go into, you know, remission in, with cancer. I went into remission for depression and anxiety. And then COVID-19 happened. And the stress of it started feeling overwhelmed. Am I depressed? No, like, I don't feel like I've, I feel depressed. I feel overwhelmed. And because I feel overwhelmed, I go seek the help that I need so I can continue to be here, continue to do what I need to do. So I encourage you to do the same. If, I get it, if I'm getting the support that I need as a counselor, as a life coach, I'm seeing, you know, I already have life coaches, I have business coaches, but during this time, I reach back out to you know, to a therapist for myself. So in addition to a family session that I do with my kids to help all of us you know, function well, I have an individual session. If I'm doing it, and I, like, I know how to take care of myself. I know how to support others in the journey, but I am doing it. I'm seeking help for me. I really encourage you. <laughs> Honestly, there's no one who's above getting help right now. There's no one who is you know, too good to see a therapist. Uh-uh. <laughs> Honestly. And even the people, you know, some of the people who are struggling the most right now are those who others always assume that they always get it to get, have it together. And sometimes you no, know, they think that they have to hold it together because they have to support everybody else. Right? Maybe it's their kids, it's their family, their spouse. They have to figure out how to make it all work. So they have to be the strong one. Let me tell you something. Seeking help is a sign of strength, not a weak but not, not, not one of weakness. Because a strong person knows when they need extra help to continue to be strong. But sometimes we let pride hold us from seeking help. Sometimes we let stigma holding us for, for seeking help. And honestly, I, in the, I'm only 36, but in my 36 years of life, the people that I've seen well-adjusted individuals in, on this earth are people who have sought counseling at some point in their life for one thing or another, one reason or another. People who pretend to have it all together or people who think they don't need help Honestly, are those that I even struggle with the most, to be honest. You know, not just in my personal life, my professional life. You know, I'll have like I sign contracts with different agencies and do a lot of work. And I can tell you when I'm facing someone who, you know, who think that they have it all together. And just like, oh, my goodness, those are the hardest people to, in, to, to work with, the hardest people to deal with. And like one of my friends, you know, says, it's like we have to make sure that those resources that are, being, that are taught in those coping skills and strategies that are taught in, you know, group therapy and inpatient floors or, you know, rehab centers, that all those resources are available to everyone. Because guess what? Those, people, those of us who go seek help come out stronger and the rest of society are falling apart by pretending to be strong. And guess what, what, what happens afterwards? Chaos. <laughs> Literally chaos. Because the one that we send away to get help comes back stronger. But those who are there are getting, you know, this illusion of strength. And then, you know, just be creating more toxicity around for people who are actually trying to get better or even are getting better. So do yourself a favor. (laughs) Do your family a favor. Do your business, your ministry a favor. And get the support that you need. If you have medical insurance, in the back of your car, there's a customer service number. Call that customer service number and say, hey, I just need to talk to someone. And yes, they're going to ask you the basic question that we ask everybody else. Are you having any thoughts of harming yourself? And that's because your life matters. It's okay. They, we ask those questions to everyone to make sure that people are not in crisis. Right? And it's okay to say, no, I'm you know, I, not at that point, but I just need to talk. That's even a healthy thing to do. It's a healthy thing to do. Right? So... If you have insurance, do that. If you don't have insurance, and even if you do, actually, there's you no know, national hotlines that are totally free that you can call and text and start talking to someone, and they can connect you to different resources in your area. And if all of that does not work, you're still not getting the support you need, please message us, email us, we'll help you connect to the resources that you need. And like I said, this for me, I'm not doing this live because I want more, more, one more client. Honestly, God provides for us one way or another. But I'm doing this live. I'm talking here because your life matters. Your life matters. Just like those two people, that 12 year old and that mid aged man, that do just middle aged men who just died by suicide. Their lives matter. So don't wait until it's too late. And if you are a parent or a loved one and you're noticing someone in your home is, you know, being started to withdraw or, you know, not being as engaged, or maybe they're even physically there, like they're joining the family for dinner, but they're not talking as much or anything's like, yeah, yeah, okay. You know, they're kind of just very passive in their engagement. Those are all signs that they're they're not doing well emotionally, Right. And sometimes, you know, you'll find people who, you know, appear to be well but they're still talking a lot about giving the things away. They're still talking a lot about, oh, nothing matters at all. This life is just, you know, they they lose that, um, you know, and not only just interest in things of doing, but just interest in life in general. Those are all signs, right, that they need to talk to someone. And even like I say, for me right now, it's just being overwhelmed. I'm talking to someone. So even if you just feel like you're overwhelmed. Talk to someone. It helps you get those feelings out. But then when you're talking to someone, it also helps you process what's happening and maybe come up with a plan to start reducing some of that stress so then you can be well, both physically and emotionally. All right, I can talk about all this all night long. (laughs) But I just want to tell you that your life matters. And it's okay not to be okay. But even then, and especially then, please get the help that you need. Do not wait. Do not delay. All right, my friends, good night.